Dear participants in this magnificent event, it's a honor to be here with you today. Greece, after 10 years of economic and social crisis, is evolving more financially strong and more mature. The economy is on a growth trajectory. Notorious capital controls are something of the past. And the economic sentiment index is higher than it was in 2008. And as we speak, Greece is borrowing with lower than ever interest rates. It is undisputable that this investment landscape in Greece is changing, and opportunities are arising massively. The growth of the GDP has contributed significantly to the return of confidence and trust among the economic participants. With collateral benefits to the Greek business, and in particular, the banking sector, which is evidenced by the, the return of the deposits to the Greek banks. Looking ahead, investments are expected to be a key driver for growth. The new recently passed in the Greek parliament law titled Invest in Greece overturns existing status in the investment processes and the economy in general and seeks to remove significant barriers to investments which are considered strategical. The law facilitates and simplifies significantly the process when it comes to licensing, environmental and urban planning, digital transformation, supporting startups, establishing business parks and industrial parks, etc. This first major bill of the Ministry for Development and Investments reflects the political will of this government to transform Greece into the friendliest investment destination in the European Union. There is a significant pipeline of large and critical infrastructure projects in the transport sector, in digital convergence, in the environmental sector, and energy efficiency, all with a view to recover and strengthen the competitiveness of the Greek economy and to significantly increase its development pace. As far as the flagship foreign direct investments, I would like to refer to the Hellenicon Airport urban project, which is totaling to 8 billion euros of investment, the Costco investment in the expansion of the Piraeus port, the Cassiopeia Tourist Project, the Canadian El Dorado Gold in Northern Greece, the Fraport investment in regional airports, which is the largest investment of this company outside Germany, and which continues with the construction of five new terminals, the upgrade of the Piraeus cruise terminal, and the completion of the metro in Athens and Thessaloniki. Finally, the creation of an international technology park in Thessaloniki, which is called Thessintech, and the creation also of some innovation centers for foreign multinational companies like the one of Pfizer. Regarding digital infrastructure, the process of getting on track the ultra-fast broadband system has begun. We have also announced a detailed timetable for the launch of the 5G mobile spectrum by mid-2021. 
In the energy sector, the new National Energy and Climate Plan, approved about 10 days ago from the Cabinet, provides about uh, 44 billion of euros for investments until 2030 in renewable gas and electricity transmission, as well as networks, electric vehicle infrastructures, etc. Significant actors in the de this development story are also the small and medium enterprises, which are supported particularly through financial instruments, more specifically risk capital guarantees and debt products are designed to give further access to finance to fast-growing, innovative, and extrovert companies. Allow me here to mention the catalytic effect that Greek Development Bank is expected to have, a major impact when it comes to the financing of the Greek economy. Currently, the Development Bank is restructured and its staff will be enhanced soon, also from the private sector, so to become a real national investment and development arm, which will be acting in the one side counter-cyclical and on the other side creating the preconditions for sustainable investments. Finally, I would like to highlight the tourism sector. Greece is, after all, the land of hospitality. Hospitality is a transition, tradition in Greece as old as Zeus. And this year, 2020, we will welcome more than 30 million visitors in Greece. Tourism infrastructure is a key sector, and investors, which investors are also exploring. But all this must also have the right human capital. So we are focusing on reskilling, that is cultivating new skills across the population, adapting to the conditions of the fourth industrial revolution, etc. This adaptation is no longer requiring only specialization and specific professional skills, but it also requires an additional qualification, which is adaptability to ever-changing situation. And because the real and the digital realm will more and more intersect in the future, reskilling can only be largely digital. And as Benjamin Franklin said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Ladies and gentlemen, Greece has changed pace. And I am convinced that 2020 will be truly a new year for the country and the next years to come will be very different from what we have lived today. Enjoy this great day here in New York. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now I would like to ask uh, the moderator of the next panel, which is going to present us the large projects which are going to transform Greece. So Mr. Lambadarios, please come to the podium and ask all the panelists to join us. Thank you. Uh, so hi, hi. Um, good morning, everyone. And welcome to this very interesting discussion on large projects uh, transforming Greece. My name is Konstantinos Lambadarios. I'm the managing partner at Lambadarios Law Firm in Athens, and I have the privilege of uh, chairing this panel today for you. 
Um, Large-scale projects are uh, the main driving force behind any economy. These projects create unique investment opportunities and attract foreign direct investment by international investors, developers, and financial institutions. They also attract significant investment by leading Greek companies. And they are the catalyst, I would say, for these investments in Greece because you have to have a local partner to have a successful investment in this country. This past summer, Greece elected a new government, as you saw. We heard today by the Prime Minister and government officials of the new investment plans and the new ethos of this government. So we're here today to hear from our distinguished speakers what has changed during these past five months and what are the plans for the future. So just to briefly introduce everybody, I have here, uh, starting from my left, uh, Piotr Mietkovsky. He's the head of investment banking, Greece-Turkey for BNP Paribas. We have uh, Mr. Konstantinos Vasiliou, Deputy CEO, Head of Group Corporate and Investment Banking uh, of Eurobank. We have the CEO of the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund, Mr. Ricardo Labiris. Uh, we also have with us the CEO of Lambda Development, Mr. Odysseus Athanasiou, and the Managing Director of Nomura International, Mr. Antonis Timbla-Alexis. So without um, further ado, I would ask uh, Piotr, uh, what is your first reaction in what we heard from the Prime Minister? Is this the right time to uh, invest in Greece? And is this the right time for investors to be looking at large-scale projects um, in our country? I would, <clears throat> sorry. I would say definitely yes. And if you look at the room full of people, it looks like not the only one to, to think so. Uh, I mean, clearly, Greece has turned the corner from macro macro perspective. There's you know tr good economical consolidation, fiscal consolidation, drop in drop in unemployment. Um, all all that uh, translates into into supportive macro environment. Uh, same is reflected in rating agency upgrade uh, and. Uh, nicely evolving the yields for Greek sovereign and uh, Greek corporate. So from macro standpoint, uh, it seems that it's the right time for investor to, to look at um, Greek uh, projects, at the large strategic projects. Uh, doing so, investors also will benefit, will enjoy the current pro-European uh, political system. Uh, pro-FDI uh, pro policies, and uh, last but not least, the banking sector that's uh, supportive um, of uh, investment and, and uh, ready to fund uh, the big projects, whatever private or whatever, private or public. And uh, I think that all sectors, whatever infrastructure, land development, energy, uh, real estate, uh, are now somehow on the top of the top of agenda for for uh, for investors, offering a good uh, potential for development, good demand and strong demand and good returns. On the on the investor side, uh, I think there is there is a bit of bit, bit of difference. So, if we are looking how uh, investor universe have changed over over re recent years. We see more and more strategic investors uh, looking at the country today. We have more and more long-term private equities as opposed to hedge funds who have been there at the, at the beginning and people ready to invest and, and develop the assets rather than quickly 
you know, flipping, uh, flipping the stakes. So the, in a sense, the drawback uh, is that obviously with general improvement in the macro environment, the expected returns are a bit lower, but I think they're still at a very, very comfortable, very comfortable level and probably among the most attractive in, in, in Europe. So to answer your question, you know, in a single, single, single word, I, I think it's absolutely the right time uh, to be looking at uh, large, uh, large projects. Front, front page of newspaper type of the project. Well, thank you very much, Piotr. Thank you for that. Uh, Costas, uh, Constantinos, you've been around for many years. Uh, you're one of the more senior executives we have in the banking sector in Greece. What do you think has changed, and is this the right time to invest in, uh, in Greece? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't think that I'm going to say something uh, uh, very different to what uh, Piotr said, but uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, we, we always try to, to put our shoes in the investor's uh, shoes. So let's, let's think uh, what an investor uh, uh, would like uh, to see in a country in order to, to invest, and especially strategic and long-term investors, which is uh, uh, the need of the country right now. Uh, firstly, you need uh, a good macro environment. I, I think uh, it is evident that both uh, uh, the fiscal uh, stabilization of the country is there and also political stability is there. Uh, secondly, outlook. I think that the outlook is fairly positive. All indicators show towards this direction, from GDP prices to economic sentiment and GDP growth outlook among the highest in Europe. However, nothing to celebrate. We can do better, I think, uh, here. Enterprises. Uh, enterprises, I think, are reasonable in most sectors, from uh, CRE cap uh, to business uh, multiples. Uh, the enterprises uh, are reasonable in Greece right now. Uh, business environment. I believe that uh, we all have to, we all recognize to the new government a very strong kickstart in communicating, but most importantly, taking significant steps in implementing a pro-business environment and framework. The new tax reform under discussion currently is key, is key, to, is key towards a business-friendly and stable outlook. The strong presence of uh, key members of the, of the cabinet in this event Evidential, is evidential towards this direction. Uh, banking system and leverage. The Greek banking system is transforming in an accelerated pace with the liquidity fully restored, NP reduction already improved and will strongly accelerate with the support of the Heracles uh, program, which is at the final stage. So all Greek <coughs> banks are focusing, are capable, and are already financing large and small scale projects under competitive terms. Last but not uh, least, pipeline. Uh, investors uh, want to see pipeline. There is a good pipeline of large-scale projects and m and activity fueled both by the acceleration of the privatization program by the government, but also deals in the private sector. Building a sustainable pipeline going forward is going to be a challenge, in my view. I leave you with these uh, thoughts, Kostadine, and I assume that we will have the chance to elaborate on the priorities of the buying system and the pipeline uh, shortly. Thank you very much for this. Um, uh, Ricardo, your work at the fund uh, gives a unique insight, we would say. Uh, what has changed in your view? What do you see with, um, with different investors? Thank you, Costantine. Maybe the best way to, to answer your question is to tell you what happened to me on my way to, to New York. So I'm actually boarding the plane and ping, uh, there's a WhatsApp message. Uh, I look at it quickly and see, Ricardo, three points. Now understand what you're doing. Uh, what, what's all this about? So I'm trying to download the three attachments there. Unfortunately, we take off, so I have to wait 11 hours to get back to, to New York. Uh, as soon as I land, I go up, download the pictures. 
It's three pictures of Thessaloniki Airport, actually uh, the new terminal that has been um, refurbished completely, and my friend has been impressed. And now she actually sees what privatizations and foreign direct investment are all about. So there's a shifting of uh, sentiment within Greece about foreign direct investment, and I think this is very important. Thank you very As, much. So, sorry, no. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, as, uh, as the gentleman before me said, I think Greece has everything going about it, right? There's um, record low um, government bonds. Uh, we've repaid part of uh, our IMF loans. There's positive enhanced surveillance reports. International abundance of capital is also helping us a lot, so investors are looking for opportunities. And we have a very determined government uh, for bringing foreign direct investment. Uh, you heard our prime minister earlier today. There's been a new development law, there's been tax breaks, there's been new legislation to facilitate investment. So yes, the answer, it is a very good time. Maybe from a more uh, strategic point of view and to um, explain why it's even more interesting to invest in Greece now is because there's a general strategy. For instance, Greece wants to become the energy, transport and logistics hub for the region. So effectively, as assets integrate between themselves, it's very important because this increases synergies between them. So energy assets, port assets, roads, airports, railways are now increasingly more interesting than they may have been if they were on their own. Our strategy has evolved. We have gained the experience since we were established in 2011. We have matured and revised and improved our processes and actually on how we develop and privatize assets. At the ACES Forum, which was uh, held, the International ACES Forum, which is where airports and was held uh, in Athens for the first time last week, Alexander Zinel, the CEO of uh, Frapor, which acquired the 14 regional airports, actually stated that the sale of the 14 regional airports was beneficial to both uh, the Greek government, Greece, and Frapor. However, he said, what could have, done, could have been done better was to ensure that the local community uh, was informed about the investments to be made. And I think this is a point we have already taken on board and which is changing. So, absolutely now's the time <coughs> to invest in Greece. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. So moving on to um, Odysseus, you, you head, of course, uh, one of the leading companies in Greece and you uh, see financial markets all the time, but you also uh, see actual development risk uh, taking on uh, some of the most important projects that uh, have been done in Greece. What do you think has changed? Is this the right time for investing in Greece, you think? Is this uh, uh, where we're heading? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for your attendance here and your time in this conference and in this particular panel. I can say that, uh, of course, most of you have seen the movie The Perfect Storm with uh, George Clooney. I think it's the perfect storm in the opposite direction now. All factors, meaning the economy, the political landscape and the pricing are moving to the right, seem to be moving to the right direction. And I, and I will be thorough about this. In the economy, you can see some uh, leading, um, some lagging indicators, like the GDP, uh, that uh, is gonna move anywhere between two and three percent. And you can see some other uh, statistical numbers that show that things have changed. And of course, the fear of, uh, that goes with us in the last 10 years is gone. But most of all, it's the leading indicators that appear to be turning. And you can, you can feel it. You can see it in the streets. 
You can see how uh, the people's psychology has changed. You can see how they shop. You can see the traffic has gone up. So everything is very, very different. The numbers, I believe, do not show this yet. They will show this problem next year, but you can see definitely this in the face of the people in our malls, as I said, in the streets and everywhere else. So this is very, very important. At the same time, it has become more economical, more effective for businesses to, to borrow money. It's a different thing to get money at 5%. It's a different thing to get money at 3%. And this is the situation now. So for example, we, we turn our loans from 5.5 to, to less than 3%, and uh, we're going to issue a bond again at a level of 3%. This has to do with the economy. In Greece, as in other countries, but probably more so in Greece compared to the Western world, the political landscape plays a very important role. And I'll tell you what happened. In the last four years, I believe the average Greek citizen realized that he has to be more pragmatic. Uh, the previous governance, uh, first of all, made everybody being exposed to the whole spectrum of the political landscape from right to left. And uh, at the same time, we saw that money cannot grow in the trees. You need investments, and especially for an economy the size of Greece, you need foreign investment. The current government seems to understand it more so, at least than I ever remember. Uh, they believe in investments, they are pro-business, and it's the first government I remember that has done actions earlier than promised before elections. I'm talking about the, the, the taxes and the fiscal decisions that were taken in the first four months. Uh, we feel it more so than the rest of the economy in Lambda development because of the Elinicom project. It's a big project, as you know, we can elaborate about this later, but uh, the coordinator of this project is the Minister of uh, Development, uh, Mr. Adonis Georgiadis, and uh, thanks to him, we can believe that we'll start the project over the next two months. This is a, a huge injection, not for the Greek economy in terms of numbers, but in terms of psychology and the effect it's going to have in the picture of Greece abroad. Uh, the third factor, apart from the economy and the political landscape, is pricing. Uh, I cannot think of any place in the Western world where you can buy returns of 7% or 8% and be pretty secure. If you look at our malls, for example, the yields, the returns they produce year after year, year after year, record after record, is north of 7%. You know what yields you get in other economies. The problem with Greece was the zip code. There was no confidence. I think, based on everything I said before, the economy and the political landscape, confidence is coming back, and uh, money is growing in the trees, at least for the next months. Thank you very much for the first part. Thank you, Odysseus. Thank you so much for this. Uh, moving to Antonis, uh, you represent uh, one of the major um, uh, international banks uh, that has been active in Greece for the uh, past years. Uh, no more international. Please give us your thoughts about um, is this the right time to invest in Greece, and how do you see the macro environment? Sure. Uh, thank you, and nice to be here. Um, I guess the answer to your question, if, uh, if now is the right time to invest, uh, probably has had the same answer a couple of times the last few years. But uh, to be honest, uh, I really feel it's, this is more relevant uh, now than, uh, than, than some time ago. Uh, taking aside the global factor, uh, Greece as an investment destination is materially improving, and hopefully, we're going to see all the positive effects in the next uh, few years. Um, I will try not to repeat uh, things that we've heard uh, on the previous and you know this panel already, um, with regards to the improvement, uh, obviously, uh, you know the macro environment. But I would like to stress specifically again uh, the momentum build up after the recent uh, elections. 
Greece uh, is now more extroverted and trying to do all the right uh, things and establish incentives for investors to invest in the country. Uh, and important to say that's across sectors and across the whole spectrum of the economy and not only the large uh, uh, projects uh, which this panel is. Some testaments to that, uh, obviously further pro-investment reforms across the various fields which were very quickly announced and implemented by the new government. Um, improvement uh, of the banking sector, uh, an increase uh, in liquidity available from, from the Greek banks uh, to support the economy. Uh, and also, very important, the international credit markets uh, for all Greek issuers uh, that we've seen and we heard on the previous panel as well. Um, tightening of the credit spreads, that's very uh, important. Uh, and that came alongside the uh, sizable lowering of uh, interest rates, uh, which overall had a very, and ha will have a very positive impact on the investment front. Um, and the last but not least in my view, um, the stable political environment, uh, and I'm not only talking about uh, uh, the new government, uh, but also the, the overall political landscape uh, with the vast majority of, of, of um, the parties being relatively mainstream compared to some years ago as we can all remember. Um, currently we do see activity and interest in areas that have uh, stagnated um, uh, previously uh, or in other sectors uh, materially improved valuations across assets um, and I will mention the telecom sector, the real estate obviously, um, the SEAS mentioned earlier, tourism, consumer retail, healthcare of course we've seen a lot of investment and uh, obviously energy infrastructure uh, which I guess, let's be honest, uh, I think there has always been interest for energy and infrastructure, even in the more uh, difficult times. Uh, but uh, given the, cover, the current environment, we can now see that the investor mix um, and the valuations have materially improved uh, since, since then. Um, and on the back of, of that, I guess investment banks like ours, ourselves and our peers um, are now more keen to arrange and commit uh, financing to support this investment for, for, for our clients. Since we're now transitioning uh, to uh, the more mainstream investors, the big private equities, real money, strategic investors uh, across the globe. So uh, I'll stop here and happy to discuss uh, specific points later. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Andonis. So we, we <coughs> set the, the, the macro environment and um, now we try to dig a little bit deeply to what exactly specific projects, pipelines, and things like that that are a little bit more specific. So I would turn to Piotr again in the, um, in, the, in the start of the panel, and I would say what kind of um, investors you think that Greece needs at this juncture? Uh, what would these investors bring to this new investment landscape, you think, in your view? Well, I think you know, on the one hand, I think you know, all investors are good. All investors which are ready to, ready to invest in the country are good and, um, uh, and welcomed. Now, I think if you dig in that a bit, uh, in the year of in years of crisis, we have seen, uh, well, we have always seen an interest in, in various Greek assets, but demand was coming uh, often from uh, hedge funds, from very opportunistic investors, and, and or from the people who knew Greece well uh, from the past. And, and continued to continue to, to invest. 
what we see now is that we probably see two, two evolution. On the one hand, uh, investors' interest is becoming more, um, more material uh, in, in terms of size. And more importantly, it's coming from uh, long-term investors, from, uh, from real, money, real, real money funds. And I think to a large extent, that's exactly what uh, Greece needs uh, at this point in time. Uh, long-term investors, <coughs> private equities with industry focus, long-term view, and uh, strategic investors who can bring um, special, uh, you know, specialized expertise, industry best practices, uh, have time to invest, to restructure and turn around if, if, and, when, uh, if and when necessary. Um, uh, and to not be there for a short, uh, short period of time. And uh, also, I think most importantly, all, you know, those are the type of investors that we are making, will, will make a very visible, visible transactions that will have a, will create a positive momentum and then in turn will bring, um, uh, will bring other, uh, other subsequent investors. So I think, in a nutshell, that's that's the type of type of the people who Greece it's seeing now and probably should continue to see nowadays. Thank you, thank you, Piotr. Um, Kosadine, you talked about pipeline in uh, the first round of um, of questions. You lead one of the four systemic banks, and we all know that without local financing from the local strong local banks, uh, most of these large projects will not be possible. Uh, international financing is always very good, but the local partner is very important. So, Cosandinos, what are your plans for 2020? What do you see coming up? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, we see, first of all, a lot of opportunities uh, uh, evolving uh, across the business uh, spectrum, both in terms of uh, size, but also in terms of uh, sectors. Uh, undisputably, um, uh, though, uh, the large uh, projects uh, uh, are the ones that are fueled uh, by privatizations such as the Hellenicom project and all the projects uh, around it, like uh, the IRC, uh, the two malls, uh, the office projects, the hotel uh, projects, the Afando project uh, in uh, Rhodes, the sale of 30% uh, of the Athens International uh, Airport, the today's announcement of uh, selling uh, their infrastructure, uh, just to mention uh, a few, but also major uh, investments that are fueled following the privatizations, uh, for example, following the privatization of uh, Admier. Admier already announced uh, a, a very uh, strong uh, uh, CAPEX uh, plan infrastructure for interconnections between islands and the mainland in the area of 1 billion uh, euros. VESFA is uh, soon to announce a CAPEX plan of uh, 300 million euros. Following the further privatization of the Athens International Airport, um, uh, the airport uh, will announce uh, uh, a 700 million uh, expansion uh, project and so on and so forth. Uh, so it is uh, true that uh, uh, the country and the banking system uh, is seeing uh, a, 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 an unforeseen uh, a pipeline of uh, new projects and uh, needs. Regarding sectors, because um, you asked uh, Costadine, uh, tourism, uh, shipping, energy, pharmaceuticals and commercial real estate, especially the logistics uh, sector are, uh, leading, uh, um, are, are leading the show. Now, regarding financing and uh, the banking uh, uh, sector, I think that the banking sector um, already proved that it's able to finance, uh, to finance uh, such type of projects. I think, uh, and uh, because as bankers we have to discuss about uh, funds, uh, about facts and not on a theoretical basis, I think a very, very good example is the Hellenicon uh, project. 
the total capital raising that uh, the Hellenicom project uh, required for uh, its uh, first phase is close to 2.5 billion uh, euros. And uh, let's see how this uh, uh, money has been uh, uh, raised. Uh, thankfully, Odysseus gave us uh, the opportunity to work closely together on this uh, very important uh, project. Uh, the share capital increase of 650 million uh, will um, ma majorly uh, be, uh, be subscribed by the existing uh, uh, shareholders. Then there is going to be a bond, as uh, Odysseus mentioned, which is going to be raised within uh, the local uh, retail market in the region of 300 uh, million euros. And then uh, the funds that will be required for the first phase on a project finance basis, but also for the two malls, for the two malls and also uh, the guarantees towards uh, uh, the agency, which is close to 1.5 billion euros. It is, uh, the, the financings are fully underwritten by two banks, uh, by Eurobank and Piraeus Bank, so uh, two Greek banks. So I think that uh, uh, the Greek banking system and uh, uh, the community overall uh, demonstrates uh, some really strong uh, capability uh, factually of uh, leading these projects. Is it, is it enough? Uh, the answer is, uh, is no. Uh, we will need, uh, the country needs every single uh, capital that is available out there, also from supranationals, from international banks, and also from capital uh, markets. And again, I think it is uh, evidence. Uh, if, if you see the recent uh, uh, Eurobond uh, issues, uh, they were very successful, uh, and uh, there is uh, a lot of uh, liquidity that is waiting uh, uh, to be uh, invested uh, in the country under competitive, uh, under competitive terms. Thank you, Cosadino. Thank you very much. Um, <coughs> moving to Ricardo, uh, you had the organization uh, responsible for the privatizations, which have been discussed since this morning and have always been at the core of, um, of uh, large-scale investments, if you like. Guide us through the plans for 2020 and uh, where do you think um, we're heading? Thank you, Cosadino. So maybe just a bit where we are. We were established in 2011. Total um, privatization process to date are circa 9 billion. And that's another 20 billion on that, where it's going to come from future payments like concession fees, um, annual fees, dividends, uh, mandatory investments, so on and so forth. Um, just to paint the picture about how successful some of these privatizations have been, the Greek government at the moment is receiving, through its 23% holding in Pereira Sport, larger dividends than was getting when it was holding 74% in Pereira Sport. So that, I think, is, by its own, is, is an amazing number. 2018 was a record year. We had the largest ever uh, privatization target, which was 2 billion, and actually we reached 2.15 billion. 2019 was a year where we matured and developed a number of assets for privatization in 2020. Of course, some fell into the end of uh, 2019, as you heard earlier today. So the state target for 2020, according to the budget, is 2.4 billion. So it's a very, very um, interesting and exciting target to reach. The fund has effectively three categories of assets, energy, real estate, and infrastructure. In the energy space, um, we have obviously DEPA, which you heard around uh, this morning. Um, that's the first leg. We are selling the supply business, which is DEPA infrastructure. Uh, shortly thereafter, we will also announce the sale of DEPA uh, commercial. This will come in 2020. We also have the underground gas storage facility in South Kavala, which is the only long-term storage facility for Greece. It is a strategic asset. It is an asset um, which is 3,500 meters below uh, the sea and 28 kilometers within. So 
quite complex projects. We also have in the energy space Hellenic Petroleum, and that we are refining our strategy in 2020. In terms of uh, infrastructure, you've probably heard about the sale of 30% in uh, Athens International Airport, that is a flagship project as well. Um, interest, I think, has come from very, very serious investors, and that only underlines uh, the points made earlier today in all the panels about how Greece is in the focus of the investor community. Um, we also have a number of regional ports, and effectively these are scattered around Greece, and we're seeing in which um, ranking we're going to do them. I can tell you uh, with a high degree of confidence that the first one, however, will be um, Alexandropolis port. Um, these ports will be given through sale of shares, sub-concession or master concession, and this again, we're working with the government to see what is the most appropriate way per port. We also have, as you heard the Prime Minister earlier this morning, Ernatia Odos, which is coming on stream now, and uh, hopefully we'll complete this huge road linking east to west, and this again is a very important project which has attracted significant international uh, investor appetite. With the Ministry of Tourism, we're working on the marina space. We have a number of marinas scattered around uh, Greece, and we're trying to find which ones are the most important to develop to make sure that the sailing routes are uh, optimized. And of course, we have some flagships like Mykonos and Rhodes, which I'm sure most of you know about. In terms of real estate, I'm sitting close to the investor, not letting him go. And um, we have the Hellenicon project, which I'll let Mr. Athanasiou talk about in more detail. Um, we have Hornes, which is um, the, old, the old US base in Crete, which is uh, 380 hectares uh, in Crete, which could also have a casino license. Again, a very interesting project. We have the, also the Markopoulos Equestrian Center, which itself is, is in Attica of uh, great interest, and a number of other diversified assets scattered throughout Greece. So, I would say a very interesting and exciting uh, plan for 2020, and lots of work uh, for me and Aris uh, to do. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you very much. Um, this is uh, where you're heading the largest uh, project development currently in Greece, the Hellenicon development, uh, which is by far the single most important investment um, in the country. The company has announced uh, an increase of share capital recently. Um, the floor is yours. Tell us about this very interesting project and um, how this will develop. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we have talked about this project sometimes in the past. As I said before, we feel it is the time we talk about this project and in two months we're going to look at, at this project. We believe it's uh, interesting and it's going to contribute a lot to the Greek economy, bringing uh, foreign investment, probably it's one of the best ways that foreign capital can be employed in Greece. We believe it's good for developers, we believe it's good for the financial community, and we believe it's good uh, for um, uh, contributing to the greatest pillar of the Greek economy, which currently is the tourism. And I'll tell you briefly why it is so. Uh, in terms of size, we're talking about 8 billion euros investment, out of which 2 billion euros is going to be invested in the next five years. So actually in the next three, year, in the next three years, all this money is going to be put in the economy. And to this, we can add the 1 billion euros that is going to be the investment for the integrated casino resort being done by one of the two uh, American operators who are in the tender right now. So 3 billion euros is a lot of money for any economy, especially for the Greek economy, especially at this stage of the Greek economy. Uh, for the developers now, it's not the size per se that is interesting, but it is the variety of projects that are going to be done. For example, Hudson Yards, I went two days ago to, to, to see this huge development, it's fantastic. But you have to take into account that apart from the malls, apart from the offices, apart from the hotels, apart from everything else that is going to be done in Elinicon, we're going to have a lot of infrastructure. 
we're going to have one of the greatest parks, of the largest parks in the world, in the world, about two-thirds of Central Park, the size of it. We're going to have waste management, we're going to have utilities, we're going to have a smart city concept to be implemented, so you can imagine the interest for foreign companies for this project and what this is going to do to the exposure of Greece. For the financial community, um, <coughs> both Constantino said about the rights issue, um, for good luck, we're not going to say that uh, we're close to it, but at the end of the week, we'll, we'll know um, if it's successful or not. If it is successful, it's going to be definitely another psychological boost since this is one of the largest uh, rights issues that have been done in the country, putting banks aside. Uh, I think Constantinos uh, thanked us before, Constantinos Vasiliou, for, um, uh, the, as he said, for, for giving to, to Eurobank the opportunity to, to, to loan this project, to give us the money. Uh, Eurobank was the first bank to take the uh, risk or to put the faith on us to do this, then uh, Piraeus went with them. And uh, I want to ensure uh, everybody here that we're going to do the best to prove that their confidence uh, to us was right. We didn't do a favor to them. They didn't do a favor to us. It's a win-win situation, and I think we're going to do great things together. Uh, last thing is that um, uh, Elinicon is going to hopefully fight the big enemy of tourism in Greece, which is seasonality. You know that we have a five-month period. We have five-month period and an average stay of less than two nights because we don't have many occasions to be offered to a tourist to come to Athens in October, November, December, and so forth. We're going to create this. Aquariums are going to be created. Exhibitions are going to be done. Uh, some fantastic architectural landmarks are going to be created that will make everybody, hopefully, to want to come to Athens and then visit the rest of Greece. So yeah, we believe very much in this project. Thank you very much, Odysseus, uh, for this. Um, Andoni's um, Nomura International, what are your plans for 2020? What do you see uh, in this specific pipeline uh, coming up for next year? Sure. Um, as a global investment bank, um, just like our peers, uh, we naturally focus, I guess, on relatively <coughs> sizable projects. Um, and obviously, we're really keen to, to support uh, when, when we have these. Um, now, as you can understand probably from my previous answer as well, um, uh, we are quite bullish on Greece um, for the next few years, um, and uh, this is the message we're passing actually to, to our clients. Um, clearly, at this stage, um, this is an easier argument to make, uh, as you can always point to, to all the improvements we see out there, um, and I'm sure we'll see a lot more, a lot more coming in the next uh, few months. Now, if we specifically talk about upcoming projects, uh, we're really keen to get involved uh, across sectors, as I said, um, and we see multiple opportunities uh, in, in pretty much every sector. Now, specifically, uh, with regards to real estate, energy, and infrastructure, which we find usually the larger and the most uh, transformational projects, um, I know for a fact, for example, that all, in, uh, all major investment banks are supporting um, a large number of investors in, in pursuing these. Uh, for example, the Athens Airport, you know, uh, we, we see 10 bidders and uh, we know all the major investment banks are supporting uh, most of these. Um, also, if I go to the, to the banking sector, I would like to refer um, uh, to the significant improvement uh, that we saw the last few years. Um, on all fronts, I guess, liquidity, capital, uh, and, and non-performing loans uh, deceleration. Uh, 
but uh, implementing uh, sizable international transactions further uh, and on top of the ones that we've seen already on both debt capital and the NPL space is, is going to be very relevant. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear later, uh, later from uh, the CEO's panel of the banks that uh, uh, they, they're aiming in that direction. Now, investment banks uh, like ourselves have a big role, I think, to play uh, on all these fields. Uh, we're here to assist investors to assess uh, these opportunities and depending on, on the case, uh, try to arrange or even provide uh, uh, our own balance sheet uh, for financing in order to improve return on investments and uh, obviously try to support higher valuations. And uh, in this effort, I believe there is room to uh, both Greek and international banks to, to get involved. Uh, in many occasions, uh, fully cooperating um, bet between us to try to provide the best possible structure for, for investors. Um, recently, and I'm sure in upcoming months, uh, we have seen uh, many occasions where Greek and international banks have worked together uh, to, pro to provide efficient financing, again, either using our balances, as I said earlier, or uh, uh, bringing on board debt investors that are increasingly becoming more and more keen to, to commit uh, debt financing uh, themselves. Thank you, Donny. Thank you very much. Mindful of the time, um, I will get one question from the floor. And, but until you uh, think about a question and somebody raises his hand, I have one, one question to, for, the, for, for uh, Ricardo, uh, just to pick one of the themes that I heard uh, until somebody from the floor picks, uh, picks for a question. So, Ricardo, you talked about investor-friendly privatizations that are socially acceptable, create new job opportunities and help restructure and create value to all stakeholders. When it comes to the future, can we link privatizations and their outcomes to the concept of uh, sustainable development? Uh, do you think that's, uh, that's possible? Absolutely. And, and this is the target, and we're working towards this direction. By way of example, think of a thermal spring, right? We have a number of thermal springs in Greece, and we have a few in our portfolio. Now, when the water is used in the baths, in the swimming pools, etc., it's then given back to nature, usually uh, the sea. Um, this water, which is warm, could be reused to heat uh, the hotel, for instance, which has the thermal springs. So the idea is to, how can we entice investors um, to make um, this extra investment to recirculate the water and gain from that and make the, actually the investment sustainable. So working with the Ministry of Environment in setting KPIs and uh, supporting financing package to that. So effectively investors will see that if they hit a number of KPIs, there will be a supporting financial package attached. So to entice them to go th down the sustainable route. So that's the first initiative we're taking. Um, and we're working on this, by the way, with the EBRD. The second is what I call cross-fertilization of know-how between our uh, subsidiary companies. So we have a number of companies which are very large, which have the resources and have invested a lot in uh, sustainability. And we have a number of smaller companies which do not have the resources. So the idea is to take the know-how <coughs> from the larger companies and transfer it to the smaller companies, make forums where people introduce each other and exchange views, all in all to try and make the best practices uh, throughout the board and push the sustainability concept throughout. Thank you, Costa. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. We have one question from, from the floor. If we can make this quick, we're almost out of time. In 
the United States, for example, there is a committee that is concerned examining investments based on national security grounds. And many investments have been blocked in the United States based on national security grounds, many Chinese investments. Um, so I'm wondering whether your authority is looking into the fact whether they, and, and the national security grounds blocking an investment. For instance, you mentioned the gas storage capacity in Kavala or something to that effect. Um, it, you mentioned that was strategic, right? So who is examining this? Is your authority examining this? Is the government examining this? And also ports, uh, as a matter of rule, is also a national security concern, the ports of a country. So who is examining the strategic value of the assets and makes assessments whether it's worth you know, auctioning them off or not? Thank you. Thank you for your question. Uh, spot on actually one of the hardest questions I think throughout Europe and the globe generally on, on how international investment is made in each country. Um, Effectively, you will have seen potentially in all our expressions of interest, which is the public document, there is a special sentence saying that the Greek Hellenic Republic can, for whatever reason, for national uh, interest concerns, uh, withdraw the candidacy of a specific um, investor. Um, so I think from that perspective, it's a question of uh, policy within the Hellenic Republic um, in, our, uh, in our processes. Um, obviously, there are some processes, for instance, I recall the sale of um, the gas transmission business, which was regulated, it was regulated business, and there, there was a specific European requirement that it should be an NCOE um, member. So effectively, to, to answer your question more directly, it's on a case-by-case -case specific, and the Greek government has, at any point in time, the right to withdraw and stop a particular candidate for national security reasons. Thank you very much. A round of applause, please, for every for our panel. Thank you. Thank you, Nicola.